0: Nicole Miss Fortidge
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of Macabre Misfortunes. Hey. Tracy, this story is a wild one, and it takes place in Cameroon, Africa. Okay. Actually, to be more specific, it's a country in West Africa, and the incident takes place on August 21st, 1986. Okay. This area... It's important to note is in a very remote mountainous region. So it's made up of nothing but small villages. There's no big companies. There's no industry of any type around. Most of these villages have livestock and
0: Mm -hmm. that's
1: their main source of income is selling that livestock. On the day that I spoke of, the 21st of August, 1986, between 1,700 and 2,000 people All died along with 3,500 livestock animals.
0: You mean on that day?
1: On that day. Now, first of all, it shows you that the fact that they don't even have an exact count. I mean, think about it from 1,700 to 2,000 people, there's 300 Mm -hmm. people off. But that just goes to show that how rural this area was. To where they don't even know exactly how many people died. But we know at least 1,700 people died from four different villages that were all put together. How horrible. When help from the outside came into the area and saw the villages, what they witnessed was astonishing. They saw people dead in their beds, people in grazing areas... And they saw people dead just in the streets.
0: So they, they like literally just fell dead.
1: Yes. They seemingly died right where they stood or while they were sleeping. Aww. Whole villages were completely wiped out. People and livestock. The bodies showed no signs of physical trauma whatsoever. There was no explosions. There was no volcanic eruptions. No industry anywhere around using toxic chemicals. It was a complete mystery. The answer would lie very close, though, at Lake Nios. Lake Nios is a crater lake in the northwest region of Cameroon. Now, it's a beautiful blue water lake surrounded by all kinds of lush vegetation, as you would expect to see Mm -hmm. in Africa. It is formed from a crater that was left by an old volcano from, like, millions of years ago. But this lake actually held a very deadly secret. It all stems from the geology in that area. Because deep beneath that lake is an active magma chamber.
0: So is it like gas?
1: It's molten lava.
0: Molten lava? Yes. Molten lava gas?
1: Molten lava is liquid rock. Yes.
0: Liquid magma.
1: But that liquid magma does produce a gas. That chamber that's underneath there had for years been slowly releasing carbon dioxide into the bedrock above it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then what was happening is that gas seeped through the cracks in the earth and made its way into the water of the lake. What's interesting about the lake, though, is that it's an abnormal situation. Under normal conditions, this wouldn't have been a big deal because the carbon dioxide would have just bubbled its way to the surface, like in a can of Coke or Pepsi, Mm -hmm. and it just would have dissipated. There you go. But in Lake Neos, it had a layer of cold water near the bottom and a layer of warm water near near the surface. So when this carbon dioxide over a long period of time was seeping up, it was staying at the bottom of the water where the cold was. It would not even making it to the top. So now let's think about a, a soft drink or any type of, of fizzy soda. You're in a can and you shake it up. What happens when you pop that top?
0: It spews out.
1: It sprays it everywhere. But as long as you don't open the top, yeah. you're good. Well, in a sense, that's kind of what happened here. All this carbon dioxide had been building up for years and it was trapped and the cold layer, it couldn't get above to the warm layer. Well, there actually had been a previous incident that could have gave some warning that this was getting ready to be a major problem. In 1984, a couple of years earlier, 37 people died near the lake of suffocation. But that incident seemed to be covered up by the government, local government.
0: What a shock.
1: Since there was no electricity or phones in the area and no internet back then, it was pretty easy to keep it quiet. Yeah. So the other people in the villages had no clue that they could be in looming danger, basically. So no one's sure exactly what triggered the massive release of this gas. It's thought that it could have been by either a land tremor that shook stuff, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it just caused a break between the cold and the hot or a landslide of rocks and debris that fell into the lake. Because think about it, when you have like a big boulder or something fall into the lake, and then it goes through the warm and through the cold, it can create a pocket that now stuff can get out of. Whatever happened, it caused the layers of the warm and the cold water to mix and release the gas. It was like opening a can of carbonated drink... After shaking it up, like we talked about a while ago, it spewed. At 9.30 p.m. on August 21st, a large rumbling sound was heard coming from the lake. A huge bubble of carbon dioxide gas and water rose up from the bottom of the lake. It's
0: like a big belch.
1: Yeah. It rose up from the... Or like when you fart in a bathtub. Yeah. But it rose up from the bottom of the lake... There was a column of spray, I mean like it literally just like a geyser, Mm -hmm. column of spray over 300 feet in the air. It also sent a 75 foot wave across the entire lake. Wow. So it's almost like looking at a mushroom cloud
0: when they Mm -hmm.
1: show that. This caused 3.6 million cubic feet of gas to be released into the air. The gas cloud was made of carbon dioxide, which is heavier than air. So that means that it formed a fog that was 150 feet thick. This fog flowed over the lake and down into the valley.
0: That is crazy.
1: Obviously, this is where all those small villages were. The effect was almost instantaneous. The fog moved at 25 miles an hour. And it suffocated any living creature in its path. People, cattle, wildlife, even insects. Nothing could escape the deadly cloud. Think about that.
0: So scary.
1: Yeah, so this is literally like the movie The Fog or, or you know, like you said on episodes of Supernatural where they have a deadly fog or there's been the, the mist mm-hmm. by Stephen King. All those are kind of similar. But these don't turn you into, into anything. These just flat kill you because it's deadly gas. You can't breathe.
0: Okay, so so nobody survived.
1: No, there were some survivors. Okay. Very few. Very few. But we're going to talk about some of those. But think about this. You couldn't run. You couldn't hide. No. There was nothing you could do. You were literally trapped. Four villages were completely decimated. Surprisingly, there were a few survivors. One of them said this. I've actually got the exact um, exact words here. I could not speak. I became unconscious. I could not open my mouth because then I smelled something terrible. I heard my daughter snoring in a terrible way, very abnormal. When crossing to my daughter's bed, I collapsed and fell. I was there until 9 o'clock the next morning. A friend of mine came and knocked on my door. I was surprised to see that my trousers were red and they had some stains, like honey. Hmm. I don't know how honey stains look, but that's what he equated to. It's like honey stains. I saw some starchy marks on my body. My arms had some wounds. I didn't really know how I got these wounds. I opened the door. I wanted to speak. My breath would not come out. My daughter was already dead. Aww. I went into my daughter's bed thinking that she was still sleeping. I then fell back asleep and slept till 4.30 in the afternoon. Then I managed to go over to my neighbor's house. They were all dead. I decided to leave. I got on my motorcycle. And as I rode through Mios, I didn't see any sign of a living thing. How did he manage to survive? I don't know. After about 15 miles from the lake, the gas dissipated. And in those areas, people still had gas poisoning, but they survived. Over 800 people were treated at the hospital in that area. This story obviously made international headlines, and several scientists from around the world came to Lake Neos not only to study it, but to see what they could do in the future to prevent something like this from happening. Several researchers suggested that the installation of degassing columns suspended from uh, rafts out in the middle of the lake would fix the problem. The plan was to slowly release the carbon dioxide from the bottom of the lake through the pipes. But get this. When did this happen? 1986. Mm-hmm. The first permanent pipe wasn't installed until 2001.
0: Oh my god. 15 gosh. years later.
1: Now, I'm sure they did something in the meantime. I wonder why it took so long. I don't know. There was another pipe installed in 2011. In 2019, it was determined that one of the pipes would be sufficient so having two there, you had a backup. So if something happened to one, you still had another, so they were good to go. No maybe need.
0: maybe they were just thinking that since it just happened, it would probably be years and years and years before it happened Well, and then. that's possible,
1: too. That's possible, too. Scientists did inspect other lakes to see if they posed the same threat as this one did, and they found two others. One is a neighboring lake called Lake Mono. The other is Lake Kevu. That lake is in the Congo, and get this, it's 2,000 times larger than Lake Neos. Oh, whoa. If that lake did have the same thing happen, it could kill up to 2 million people.
0: So did they do anything to...
1: Yeah, I think they're, they've done similar to that. Okay. But just goes to show...
0: That's amazing.
1: What if that one had happened yeah, instead of the yeah. other one? Now, we mentioned earlier that the carbon dioxide was heavier than the air... That's actually saved one man's life. One of the men started inhaling this carbon dioxide, and it caused hallucinations. And he thought this creature was after him, mm-hmm. and he ran and climbed a tree to get away from the creature. And when he was in the tree, he was actually above the carbon dioxide because it was lower and to the ground. Happened. So that actually saved his life. There was another survivor who was actually a minister. He was doing some mission work over there. He was sharing a tent with another minister, a friend of his. They woke up in the middle of the night. They couldn't breathe. And they thought, well, we'll go. It's just, you know, because we're in this building, whatever the case is, we'll open the door. We'll go outside and make the air be better. But well, when they opened the door and went outside, they both passed out. And he woke up the very next morning, but the other, other minister had passed away. Mm. So I don't know why one would make that it. That makes no so sense. It's like right. the one guy who survived and everybody else in the village didn't. From my understanding, there was about six people out of 1,800 that survived. That's crazy. Are you ready for today's weird fact? Sure. Future biotechnology could be used to make prisoners feel as if they served a thousand-year sentence in just eight hours.
0: Oh, that's kind of scary. Now, I don't have any head? more details on oh my but gosh! could you imagine?
1: Now, could you imagine, though, what that would do to somebody mentally? No. No. I mean, what would somebody's mind be like mentally just living a thousand years of regular life? Well, I mean, that, there's people that struggle with 30 years of life. Yep.
0: Yeah. Pretty bizarre.
1: So, I don't know. found that interesting. Mm-hmm. You could free up the, I mean, I don't think I don't think you would need to do a thousand hours or a thousand years. You could probably make somebody feel like, just use enough of whatever the yeah,
0: they, yeah, chemical they
1: is to make them feel like 40 years and yeah. eight hours. That would clear out the prisons pretty quick, that I would think. would do that. Seemed so, a
0: little overzealous there.
1: Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much. And we hope you're enjoying these macabre misfortunes. They're a little different than what we do, but I try to find some pretty interesting stories for you guys. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later.
0: Bye, guys.